Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hi, everyone. We are here again today. My name is Liz. I'm here with Pastor Bob and Pastor David. And we are... We're here. Here to talk about death. <laughs> We've been waiting for this one. Are you so well. surely you can't be serious? <laughs> That's because serious. Liz is the pastor of death. <laughs> Just for those of you that know Liz, you know this. Death is part of life. Mm. Yes. Is it? <laughs> it is. I always say that Jesus saves you and spends the rest of your life killing you. Yeah. 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 Probably. Well, yeah. It's yeah. pretty deep. It's very deep. That was a good one. <laughs> you should write one of your books it's on at that. Least six, it's at least six feet deep. Wow. He wants to kill you to the point where you're as dead as you were when he first brought you back to life. Oh. Wow. Okay. Well, as you can well, tell, you're going to get some here, uh, deep, deep thoughts today. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. <laughs> we're actually talking about the fear of death. And we're laughing through it all. It's mm. just amazing to me. Yeah. I need to adjust my microphone because <laughs> someone didn't listen to me earlier when I told him I needed to adjust it. So now, now it needs to go down. Public call out. Good. There we are. We're happy now. <laughs> Looks like the same to me. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we're talking about the fear of death today, which is a pretty interesting topic. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've heard people talk about this very much, but let's talk about what this is. What is the fear of death? Uh, I would say <laughs> everybody's afraid death. to talk about it. It is the fear of death. <laughs> it's the most primordial fear that you could have. Mm -hmm. Primordial. Because we, we view it as our life stopping when maybe the Bible teaches different. I believe the Bible teaches that it's appointed to a man to die once, and after that comes judgment. So mm -hmm. there's an afterlife. There's, there's more than just death. But if you think of death as the end, you think of it as stealing everything from you, there's a huge fear of that, that you don't want your time to run out. And um, you know, I think it's similar to the fear of dying, but it wouldn't quite be the same. Because mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I don't really fear death, but I do fear dying. I don't want like the pain of dying and <laughs> the process of dying and what all that. What if you that, just like you know? settle into a cloud of, you know, butterflies and no. go to sleep? Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> Let it be, okay. Lord. <laughs> we can make I would really like to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> that way would be better than some of the ways that you can go. So yeah. <laughs> if we're being true. honest in this podcast. Right. Okay. Know. So we're talking about the fear, the fear of death, which is very prevalent in our society. Actually, it's a, like really invasive, pervasive thing. What would you say? Like someone said, you know, what is the fear of death or how do you see that? Well, the way I see the fear of death is that people are actually afraid of the unknown, mm. the things they can't be sure of because most of uh, the, not just our culture, most of the world, people are t typically control freaks. Some, some of us that higher levels than others. Mm. <laughs> like I want to fix your microphone again, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but the reality is, is that because you don't know about it you, and you have no control over it, mm. then people tend to fear that part of it. Firstly, I think. Right. And then secondly, for people uh, who either don't know the Lord or don't know what awaits them afterwards, afterwards, which is pretty much all of us. Cause we know, glimpses of what's supposed to be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh there's probably a fear of that just I, you know what is that going to be mm. how does that work uh, i would guess also there's a fear of like you're losing what you got now 
Yeah. Right. You know, right. that whole, you can't take it with you when you go, you're fearing like, Oh, like the, like we're, we're people want to be secure. It's like, I got this, I got my, you know, house, I got my wife, I got my, you know, kids, I got, you know, that people look to security in mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when Christians talk about death, uh, we're always, we're pointing toward eternal security. Mm -hmm. There's a, different kind of security. It's a security we have heard about through the word, but possibly our faith hasn't reached that spot yet where we believe it and we're okay with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's an interesting thing um, because we know that the, I mean, the world that's under, you know, the dominion of the adversary, like they live in fear. That is their climate. That's their atmosphere. So we, it's normal, I would say for them to have a, a fear of death, right? They have a fear of a lot of things. That's just the climate mm -hmm. that they live in um, because there's no life there. But mm -hmm. it is unusual to me when um, you see believers experiencing a fear of death. And I know maybe it's mm -hmm. a, a, a natural thing in some ways. It just seems a little interesting to me. Well, it's not that so un, uh, interesting to me because hmm. I believe that like everything in our Christian walk, it requires our faith. Mm -hmm. And I mean, everything actually living requires our faith. Sometimes we don't realize it. We just depend on our, what we can do and control. But um, because it requires faith to believe in something that we don't tangibly see, uh, all of our faith is a work in progress, mm -hmm. right? It's not perfect. It's, ne it's right. never perfect right. because you don't, you know, you, we won't know until we know mm -hmm. for sure. And that's really when we see him, then we'll know everything for sure. Mm -hmm. And so I believe there's a component of it that talk, that's speaking to our faith. Like, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's where it comes into play is that we, we absolutely, we can say it absolutely for sure. But believing it absolutely for sure is a whole different thing. Yeah. And and walking in the belief, because I think there's different levels of our faith. And walking in our faith is a, a different thing. Now, you we are discussing the fear of death. Right. Now, that might be something I believe we can um, get a, a, a handle on now. Because the fear component, mm -hmm. I believe, is something we can bring our faith to now and deal with at mm -hmm. some levels. Mm -hmm. And I believe you you can overcome those things, actually. Um, but just the understanding, if you're just saying in general, uh, if people put their f belief system in what something they just don't know 100% about that's coming in the future, right. it's tough. They, don't, they mm -hmm. don't know. But dealing with your fear right now, you can deal with that. And yeah. so, and I believe we can bring our faith to that and some people at different levels, right? And they're working it out. Mm -hmm. Does that all make sense, what I just yeah. said? You yeah, know? I mean, I think, you know, one one reason why people would fear it, fear death as a Christian is fear it not just for their own sake, but maybe for somebody else's sake. So um, maybe leaving your family or, you know, leaving your kids or, um, you know, leaving the ministry undone or leaving works undone. It's, it's kind of a fear of failure in a sense. Like you didn't mm -hmm. fulfill all of your potential mm -hmm. if in your mind you're a cutoff you know, before your time, which we know biblically you're not, everyone has their appointed time. But I think like you said, we have to be mature in our thinking. And if you're not mature in your thinking, you believe you're entitled to 
X number of days to fulfill everything that you think you're going to fulfill. And you care about people who don't, I mean, I don't want to ever abandon my wife and kids early. My dad died at an early age. You guys have experienced Mm -hmm. that as well. Mm -hmm. It's not a good thing. Like, so we, we fear Mm -hmm. that element of it. I think too, like um, one understandable fear of death is just the failure also of your body, you know, to have to watch your body deteriorate. That's, that's like, that's a horror. I mean, you think about <laughs> there's movies like the fly where <laughs> this body just completely <laughs> fell apart, you know, Uh-oh. and that's one of the most, uh, <laughs> this is a David, a one David of the most horrible, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a whole genre of horror, right? And where it's like, Oh, I can't even trust my body anymore. Right. Uh, what's happening. I'm losing, losing control. Just like Bob said, it's like, you're losing control over managing your own body, your own family, your ministry, that control is being taken away from you. And yeah. it's, it's understandably a scary thing. Like, yes. I, I don't think it's a light thing where, um, I would like to just give, I don't, yeah. Like, so personally you could be like, yeah, I don't fear going to hell. I don't, or I don't, mm-hmm. I don't fear that. Or I don't fear stopping life on this earth. Um, but maybe I fear other ramifications. Yeah. I mean, I think there is a, a, a different, if we're going to separate it out, mm-hmm. like there's a, um, I people feel fear suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. Which yeah. is what you're talking about. Yeah. But the fear of death. And and I guess to me, like when I think about the fear of death, it's a very um, spirit driven thing that is irrational in a lot of ways. It's like it's um, it drives people. It, it's like a panic. It's there's like they it causes reactions and mm-hmm. and decisions and all kinds of weird things because it's not like a rational thing. Like, you know, like, yes, I understand, like no one wants to experience pain, right? That's Mm -hmm. like, we, we get that. But I think the fear of dying for Christians, I mean, to me, that's like part of the reason why Jesus came is to set us free from the fear of the one who had the power of death, right? That there's like, it has no more power of us. And I'm like, uh, maybe I'm just a very simplistic <laughs> person, but I'm like, I experience the Lord here in the earth. Like I experience his presence and his mm-hmm. goodness. And I'm like, man, to be in a place where that's all there is mm-hmm. like that to me is not a loss. That's a win. It's a game. You know? So it's like anything that, you know, you look at the beauty of the earth, which has been like decayed and destroyed by sin. And it's like heaven is going to be magnificent and glorious, you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, I don't yeah. fear dying because you just you go you know it's better than this it's better than this place for sure well i also think that uh fear because (laughs) as we know biblically has torment right and i think part of that torment is Mm. because we want to control Mm -hmm. our lives Mm -hmm. right and so uh, i think the enemy plays on that i think you're right it's a very spiritual thing that the enemy comes in and he he convinces us that hey you're going to lose control of your life which by the way Apparently, God is like, yes, you're going to lose <laughs> control. Like, yeah, if you try to that. hold on to That's that, you're going to hold on to your life, you'll lose it. <laughs> right. You know, if you lose your life, you'll get, you know. Yeah. So here you have uh, the enemy through fear uh, advocating total something totally opposite than the Lord is advocating. Right. And so it's really a matter. And also the enemy will present us with the here and now and see there's something you know, you don't want to lose this now. You don't want to lose, you know, think about all the things. Think about the things you didn't accomplish. Think about the things you could do. Think about, you know, all of that. And it comes wrapped up in that spirit of fear. And so then you, as opposed to the Lord's like, you should lose your life. Don't worry about the when, the why, how, and all that. Mm-hmm. You should live your life with dignity and honor and care. You should care for your life, right? It's not mm-hmm. like you just abandon your, you know, your, the way right. you care for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
but you shouldn't hold on to it, um, you know, with that fear of there's no tomorrow. So I'm just, you know, there, I better hold on every, I can just hold on to everything I have, every mm -hmm. possession I have and everything I have as tight as possible right. because, and that's where the fear comes in. Mm -hmm. And it's a different, mm -hmm. it's a whole different thing, right? Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I completely understand people thinking, eh, you know, I, I'd miss, I'd miss people in reality. If you know Jesus, that is. Right. In reality, from what we understand from the word, in his presence is fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. So apparently, from what I always think about when I think about death, it's when people go to be with the Lord, although we miss them and it's grieving time and all that, which is all understandable from a human, you know, because we're humans and God mm -hmm. made us that way. The but they don't miss us. No. <laughs> I hate to well, say yeah. it. They just I mean, like they're in his presence, so they don't and they're right. also in eternity. So mm -hmm. time things don't mm -hmm. you know, don't come mm -hmm. in. And that's the issue with death, mm -hmm. I believe. That like the core issue is that all of a sudden there's a shelf life. All of a sudden there's a stop time. But in eternity, there is no beginning and there's no end. Right. Right. All right. And uh you know, so it's a different, it's a, just yeah. a whole different set of circumstances you got to deal with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting is the Bible says Jesus killed death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he nullified death. Mm -hmm. There's a book called The Death of Death and the Dying mm -hmm. of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it is true what you said. Like we, we have the victory over death. And, um, but I do think like sometimes we, we emphasize power and the promise of God. And those are all great things. The resurrection life of Jesus. But the faith up until pretty recently, it really focused a lot about how you're going to meet your death. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you going to see the limits upon your mortal life? Mm -hmm. How are you not going to hold on? Because think right. about life before 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. People lived 35 years. People were dying left and right. Kids would, they'd have 10 kids because seven of them would die of, of disease. Mm -hmm. It was a, a constant companion. You had to make your peace with it. You had to accept it. You couldn't have these delusions that... God was going to bless every single one of your dreams and every single thing was going to happen. And I think when we overemphasize that, well, I, would, I wouldn't say overemphasize it, but we underemphasize what we're right. talking about today. Mm -hmm. People aren't equipped with a mindset that, oh, this could be taken from me. Lord, teach me to number my days mm -hmm. so I can gain a heart of wisdom because death is the thing that's gonna, that has a shelf life now. Right. <laughs> we, we see our life has a shelf life, but actually in the eternal scheme, death has a mm -hmm. shelf life. It, can we get that in our mind that we're, yeah, heaven is there waiting for us and heaven is coming to earth one day. Like it has to somehow affect our mindset in a real practical way mm -hmm. or else it's just a theory. And I know that's something I'm working on, you know, like assimilating that whole mm -hmm. thing. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that the, um, prosperity gospel, you know, especially in America. And, and I feel like Americans especially are so obsessed with cheating death. Mm -hmm. Like they're so obsessed with how can I live longer? How can I extend things out? You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's just this obsession, you know, look, how can I look younger mm -hmm. for longer? You know, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And it's like, um, contrasting that with the, the truth of the gospel, which is take up your cross. You yes. know, it's like, <laughs> that is the, that is Christianity at its core is that you, you already died. Yeah. You already died with Christ and you're now you have this mm. bonus life. You're living, <laughs> walking around on the earth, but it doesn't belong to you. And so I think that, um, 
I think, you know, of course we know the enemy, he always takes the principles of God and he perverts them and turns them into mm -hmm. bondage. And I feel like it's this, like he takes this principle of you have to lose your life and he twists it and makes it this fear of loss. Mm -hmm. Like, and then, it, and then that turns around on the Lord, like the Lord just wants to take things mm -hmm. away or he's not mm -hmm. good. Right. And, mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. whole thing comes with it. And like you said, it is the torment, the torment part mm -hmm. of it. Um, that fear brings that I think just drives people. And we saw this like during the pandemic, it was crazy. Just like what got yeah. unleashed there, like that fear of death in like obsessive, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I guess like irrational because it doesn't, it goes beyond the point of reason. It is a, like a gut level spirit level. Well, panic. I actually believe there's a spirit yeah of the world mm. that actually demands that you hold on to your life mm. at any cost, mm. even at the cost of other people's lives, mm. at any cost. This is why along with that, and we see this in social issues come up actually, yeah. I'm not gonna get too political, but people who are very concerned about, let's say the um, environment, the climate, well, we should be good stewards and we should be concerned about the climate and the, and the, and the environment. I get mm -hmm. that, right? right. Uh, I'm not against like taking care of stuff because mm -hmm. God made us that way. Mm -hmm. But to have a fear that if we just hiccup the wrong way, boom, the whole climate's gone, the environment's gone, and we don't do everything just perfect, there's a fear there that we then lose our lives, but on a global scale, right? Oh, right. wow. And this is why now you, now you see it, now that we can actually reach for the, uh, you know, the moon and things like that on a more regular basis with rockets and stuff. Now you have people actually going, okay, let's see if we can explode comets because someday a comet's coming in here and it's ending us. Mm -hmm. There's that fear, mm -hmm. right? Someday, Armageddon. The, it, it, Armageddon. Someday the, um, the planet's gonna warm like four more degrees and we're all dead, mm -hmm. right? Someday we're, we're gonna wreck the oxygen and everybody's dead. It's uh, right now, it's true, mm -hmm. by the way, that if any one of those things happened, it would end everything. Right. We're not saying it doesn't. We're yeah. pretty of fragile. Course, we're, it's very fragile and we're very, uh, we should be cognizant of the fact that we are stewards, mm -hmm. that we should take care of stuff. But the fear drives us to crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. right. Like right. we, right. like we're holding on to our life. And I, like I said, I attribute that spirit of fear is actually the world. It's the world thinking. It's the way um, the enemy of our soul would li love to have us live in that because mm -hmm. there is no peace there. Right. Zero yeah. peace. You can and you're never... easy to control that in that place. Oh, yes. There's yes. A, you are very you're, easy to control You're susceptible. There. Well, I mean, this is part of the fear has torment, mm -hmm. right? And so that fear... It's like a, it's like a, you know, like a bit in a horse's mouth, you know, pulls you this way and that way, and you don't know which way's up. Right. It's like, okay, we got the environment under control. Wait, there could be a comet coming. Wait, there could be, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. well, what about there's a COVID disease, uh -huh. okay. right? It's, it's the end count. of the world. Right. It's like, yes, it could be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I said. Yes, it could be. And should we be smart and be careful? Like, you know, hey, you're confident hacking up a lung <laughs> you know maybe you don't want to go get everybody else sick in your in your neighborhood right. fine i'm okay with that yeah but to be a f so fearful that we're all going to die mm 
Mm-hmm. That drives well, people is, to uh, a different level. This is actually part of the curse because I was reading yes, today in Leviticus exactly 26 where it says, if you continually walk contrary to God, he will throw you into a panic mm-hmm. and you will stumble over one another trying to escape, though no mm-hmm. one pursues. Mm-hmm. And it's such a picture of what our society has become when we walk contrary to God, the one who could secure us, the one who could say, actually, I hold things together and uphold it by the word of my power. Yeah, I love that, it. when that word is, I is love it. when that word is ignored and you say, no, 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 you just like <laughs> you're going to flee when no one pursues. You're going to mm. trample on other people. Right. You're you're in a panic. You're right. ruled by fear. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's the curse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I love that he said the curse, because when we first started talking about this and you started uh, immediately, I thought, oh, it's like the curse that's mm-hmm. on the world, yeah. on mankind. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because then we all go, well, we're Christians. Mm-hmm. We're not under the curse, mm-hmm. right? The power of the blood and the mm-hmm. cross, they've delivered us from the power of sin and death. Yes, we, yes. All, we all agree in that in principle and theoretically, <laughs> right? But when you actually operate in it, that means you can't be persuaded by that thinking, that right. kind right. of thinking. So mm-hmm. you can, I would propose that the world is under the curse and Christians can bring themselves under the power of the curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through their mindset. Through mindset their mindset, mindset exactly on the that. flesh. The flesh is exactly wired to think that. that way. So if you set your mind on that, that's where and you're going to end that's up. That's where fear reasons. Yeah, I, and I, something you were saying mm-hmm. um, just made me think that there is a difference between fear and wisdom. And I think, you know, Chris Valentin mm-hmm. says fear often masquerades as wisdom mm-hmm. um, because you're like, well, I'm just, I'm being uh, wise, right. you know, Prudent. and it's like there is Prudent. a, but Careful. when it is driving you, that's not wisdom. Like mm-hmm. God defines wisdom from above, right? It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's pure. There's, mm-hmm. it's, it's um, peaceful. It's not tormenting. And I think that's some of the the major differences between how you can understand mm-hmm. if you're being wise or if you're operating in fear. Because fear is not your friend. I mean, people say like <laughs> fear, like there's a healthy fear. Well, I you know, I don't I don't um not touch fire because I'm afraid of it. I don't touch it because I have wisdom that I don't want my hand to be burned. But that doesn't right. mean I'm afraid of it. So I think we have to be really careful when we're talking about fear, like a healthy fear. Biblically, the mm-hmm. only fear that is healthy is the fear of the Lord. Anything else mm-hmm. is going to bring torment right. to you. Right. So I think that there's a, I don't know, I just think as Christians, yeah. we have to yeah. maybe re- relabel some Redo- things. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I believe that uh, you follow wisdom, but you're driven by fear. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. a significant difference mm-hmm. because we're following after him. We're not being driven. God's not driving you into a place. He's right. saying, come on, this yeah. is the way to go. Right, and if yeah. you want to listen to wisdom, you know, li- not wisdom cry; it cries from the high places, mm-hmm. but it's not down there pushing you along and pressing you down the road. It's saying, "Hey, don't go down that road. I would recommend you follow me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it goes along with Jesus's teaching on anxiety in the Sermon on the Mount. Where he, mm-hmm. he says, "Take no thought for your life." Yes. He doesn't mean take no thought for your life in that way because you plan for things, but you don't let the fear rule you. He says, you know, Mm -hmm. keep that. You have enough fear for today. You have enough concern for today. Mm -hmm. Let tomorrow worry about itself. There's a transition point where something goes from caution and alarm. Whoa, that that's dangerous to, like you said, Oh my gosh, uh, I better control that. I, how can I have power over that? How how can I have power over it? And he's like, you don't have the power to add one day to your life. Mm -hmm. You don't have the power to make one hair gray or white or black. 
or yeah. red. I do, <laughs> or, or, I do. or have hair. To do that. Yeah. <laughs> I do think yeah. it is, it's a really, it's a mastery issue. Like what has mastery over you? Like, yes. again, you know, if someone lights up their stove and fire comes on, you're like, oh my God. It's like, and you panic. And you're like, we have to control this because now it's like it has mastery over you, the right? That's like at us. that's an irrational fear. But I do, I do think that fear is all about mastery. Like when you understand the Lord is the master of your life, even if you lose your life, there can still be peace in that. Oh yeah. I don't know. There's just there's yeah. something about understanding who is the Lord of your life mm. and and what things you allow to be Lord in your life, including fear, including loss, or including the Lord, um, any of those things I think will really um, show themselves in this, in this area. Mm. So I have um, smart questions for you guys. Great. What are some ways that this fear uh, shows up on a daily basis or how does this fear affect decisions that people make? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, generally speaking, like we've been talking, fear will affect every decision you make, mm. right? Um, and it'll just, uh, I think it'll make you selfish, that mm. kind of fear of death. I think it'll make you grab for things now, like live now, you know, like, and we understand about living in the moment. Like I said, there's all of these things have a, they're like a perverted version of what God wants us right. in, right? Yeah. I mean, he wants us to be intentionally in, in the moment we're in with him and with people around us, but um, he doesn't want us to be selfish. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want us to be jealous. So mm-hmm. we're grabbing for everything around us and they, that person has this, that, you know. Um, and so I think um, it also may affect us when we see someone die. Yeah. Like then all of a sudden we're like, whoa. You know, it highlights the fear. If you have that fear residing in there, I'm not talking about like grieving for somebody. Right. But I'm saying what it can do is come over you. Also, I think it's also a little unfair. You know, we have two younger people. <laughs> well, this is one of our, our to topics. The, I know. I don't want to get to that one. I'm, I'm hoping we can delay long enough that we don't get to that topic. But because you do have a different now. kind of we do have a different kind of viewpoint. You know what I'm saying? But I think it can drive the way a person uh operates. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And so I don't know if I answered all your question or not. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Close enough. I you know, <laughs> I don't have a movie reference. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think I do like Spider Man better than the character you were talking about. You know? <laughs> Spider Man's good, yeah. <laughs> um, <okay. Yeah. laughs> we got there. So I just, wow. you know, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Um, Lost I, you there, didn't you? I, I mean, I think just in terms of taking steps of faith, like you, like when the Lord would ask you to do something dangerous, mm. there's some Christians that say mm. the Lord will never ask you to do something dangerous. Right. This is 2023. Mm. You know, we can provide everything. We can get you security. We can get you provision. We can get you oversight. You're, it's never, you're ne- your life's never going to be in danger. Mm. You should choose mission trips that are always safe. You should choose, um, you know, when you're touring a country that's third world and poor, don't go to the really poor part. Don't go where they got needles on the ground. Like, don't, that's not where you go. If you're going to help people in the middle of a pandemic, like, okay, well, decide is it worth your life and your family? Because your kids are going to get sick. Uh, these are not new things either. Like, during the Black yeah. Plague, the Christians would go in and they would mm-hmm. die because they were the only ones willing to take care of people because they were free from the fear of death. Martin Luther lived in that time and he said to use caution, but to still show the mercy of God. Mm -hmm. So the Lord's limits aren't 
like uh, I think Will Hart said, like your limits aren't necessarily God's limits. Mm-hmm. Like he's not afraid of death. <laughs> he already destroyed death. He's made you one to bring the message of life and to bring the message of Jesus of eternal life. So it, for me, it's a challenge because what if the Lord calls my family to the mission field? Am I going to say, well, no, it's more important my two kids that they never be subjected to danger, that they never be subjected to death. You know, could I, you know, I shouldn't gamble them for the sake of God's call on my life because I'm afraid of death. I'm, I'm afraid of what I'm going to lose. Mm. And that's a test. I haven't fully faced that because I haven't gotten a clear, clear call, but I would hope I would be able to respond. Mm. And I think the Lord gives a grace for that to face something like that. Mm. Um, but Jesus puts that in. He's like, you're going to lose houses and brothers and mothers and for my sake in the gospel. So I think like the missionary call, like the, if you have the fear of death, you're, you're only going to go to nice. Oh, maybe the Lord could call you to Aruba. You know, maybe the Lord could call you to, you know, a real nice, safe first world country. Well, I would but say he cannot call you to the yeah. 1040 window. He cannot well, call you there. I would say, Pastor David, that there are probably lots of people that have a call into the mission field and potentially a dangerous mission field. Uh, and some of those mission fields might be actually here in wonderful, safe United oh, States. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. inner cities be just as dangerous yeah. as oh, yeah. anyplace else. Yeah. But they, the fear of death will actually keep them from stepping into their ministry, mm-hmm. like into who they actually are in That's Christ. That's what I mean, yeah. And, and, so, and what happens is I believe the enemy and the world thinking, if you will, says if you do that, that's foolishness, mm-hmm. right? And well, right. guess what? The Bible talks, yeah, the Bible, right, right comes yeah. back to wisdom because mm. God's like, uh, yeah, my, what's, my wisdom is foolishness to this world, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's a it's an opposite. It's mm-hmm. a you know yeah. a diametrically opposed opposite, and so that's the really what it comes down to is that uh, yes, because guess what? So, there are there have been and there will always be people called to what the world perceives as a very foolish place. Mm-hmm. It has no payback. It has no advantage. It has, it's filled with danger and risk, which we believe in risk-taking Christianity. Mm-hmm. And um, if everything has to be just totally in line, you probably won't ever, well, not probably, you won't ever uh, function at your full ministry strength. Yeah. You actually can't because that same fear will will bounce into other things that aren't so life-threatening at the moment, you know, where it yeah. just keep you from like stepping out into your other ministries. Uh, it just, yeah. like I said, bleeds over into other areas. Right. You definitely. Yeah. It, you can never overcome the devil because you overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word mm-hmm. of his testimony, loving not your life unto the death. Right. You will not break into the devil's strongholds if you want to hold on to your life. Right. You won't. Right. <laughs> It's too dangerous. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, he'll kill you. He might try. Yeah, to, he might, might try to kill you. He might try to kill you. <laughs> that happened to Paul a few times. You know? Well, I think that you know, especially when you're talking about actual physical, the the threat of physical death. I think the only way to actually face that is to understand you've already died. You know, and this goes for any other fear. Actually, like mm-hmm. fear of rejection, fear of um, being hurt or disappointed. It's like, you have to actually bring yourself to the point of death first mm-hmm. so that that thing doesn't have power over you anymore. Mm-hmm. There is something about the, the death of Jesus and identifying with the je- death of Jesus that frees you to live, mm-hmm. um, without being afraid of death. 
that makes any sense. Yeah. But it is like, that is how he freed us from the power of death is that he took it on himself and we identify with his death mm-hmm. and his resurrection and eternal yes. life. There's there, we have to have that understanding. And if we don't get that, we don't bring ourselves to the point of, I, I have already identifying with death. And now that thing has no more power over me. If we don't bring ourselves there, we will always be at the mercy of, Hmm. whatever it is the enemy presents to us that we're going to lose. Yeah. Well, I would also, just to help people (laughs) who are listening to this, because there has to be a a tangible way of actually walking this out, right? And we totally understand, and probably a lot of people listening to us are good Christian people who have read their Bibles. They understand that principle of bringing, you know, that they're they're crucified with yeah. Christ, that they 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 identify with his mm-hmm. death, burial, and resurrection, mm-hmm. and so we they know positionally in, and I'm going to use this word very loosely, theoretically, <laughs> because yeah. they're bringing themselves to that that yeah. they that's who they are. So I would say that people who are struggling in this area, which probably all of us do at some level, you should incrementally bring yourself closer and closer to the edge, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Be- yeah. I mean, on a real sense, because, mm-hmm. okay, so it's a, I'm a, a, these, this thing I was nervous of. So what about if I took one step closer to there today? Yeah. Just one step, because I believe that God builds us, you know, you know, faith to faith. And I, you know, I don't think it's like, boom, I got it. The rev, even when the revelation comes on, mm-hmm. I, even when you get a total, like, you know, God visits you, he op- you know, walks in your room that night and says, you know, Liz, you will do this. Trust me, the next day you're like, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, are you walking with me? I will be with you. <laughs> I'm not there right. You can't see me right now, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So there is a reality of actually incrementally walking into yeah. these things yes. and not having to be like, oh, I, I don't have it. Because I'm assuming, like I said, that a lot of people listening to this understand the principle. They understand yeah, the idea the of, theology of it. Yes, yeah. the theology. Yeah. But how do they walk it out? Mm-hmm. And what what does it look like? And sometimes it is, like I said, small steps, baby yeah. steps, if you will. Well, that's yeah. the discipleship component, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Pick up your cross yes. daily. Follow me. Yeah. Yes. Right? Wherever, whatever step that, and that is like a, there is a, da- I don't know, you guys call me the pa- you know, death pastor, but there you is a, <laughs> but it is a daily, he is saying there is a daily dying. Yes. That has to happen, and that it, it is that he what he's good mm-hmm. to lead us gently and to take us from you know line upon line like he he's mm-hmm. good that way and he, but it is a daily thing and he's if we don't do the daily steps then when it gets to like the big one we may not uh-huh. actually have the um what what I want to say like the stamina or the like we may not but have been built up to that we level we don't have the yet, capacity you know? for it yeah I, you know and faith. I think I think you have to actually crucify fear yeah. like you said theoretically yeah. principally you can crucify and go yes the cross but i believe you have to bring it to the cross every day like you said oh, you're yeah. picking up your cross daily and walking with and go i you know what i'm repenting from that little bit that i have now and i'm just going to take another step toward this thing but i believe mm-hmm. to help people listening to this yeah. it has to be a tangible thing not just a mental thing you ascend to mm-hmm. that has to be something like okay I'm going to actually call and like, let's talk, you, you mentioned about like missions, missionaries, and mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a call and find, and find out what kind of missionary things are available. 
I'm not committing to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just making the call. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm going to go check with my pastors to find out like, you know, I I've got this call in my in my, you know, you know, prophetically or, you know, this kind of feeling this on my heart. Um, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a chance? I'm not committing to jumping on a plane <laughs> and going somewhere. I'm just committing yeah. to let's take the first step. Yeah. That's good. Or how about this? Find a place where you are that where you can step out of what you've been doing yes. into something that makes you uncomfortable or maybe a new way of serving or or having a conversation with people you don't know. Right? Yeah. Like there are the Lord is he's very good at helping us die. Mm-hmm. So he will um lead us into the, like he he's good at training us that way. Oh, I yeah. think evangelism is so really good at killing you. <laughs> he's yeah, good at keep, killing. Keep talking like, here's people. the thing, yeah. um, and it's something my uh, I, I know uh, one of my daughters and uh, and uh, my daughter in law said one time we were down ministering down in L.A. and and uh, the light came on for them the revelation component mm-hmm. because there was a fear, mm-hmm. right? And the light came on and they them and they come by and they said I, we just realized like what do we have to lose. Yeah. So there is that. Like I'm, I'm helping somebody here. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like you should at when you when you come up against a fear, you should ask yourself or you know present to yourself like what do you really have to lose? Right. Now, obviously, if you're thinking about like diving off a bridge or something, you've got a lot to lose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if you're talking about like moving into something in ministry and taking the next step, and what do you actually have to lose? So just like I said, begin yeah. with the small step. I'm yeah. actually looking at coming it. to my mind now. There's people that really deal with this in the medical field that they mm-hmm. really are scared. Mm-hmm. Like there's something wrong with that. They really believe it. Mm-hmm. They won't go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. They won't check it out. Um, they just, you know, so that tends to happen to me where if right. I, if my stomach rumbles, I think, oh my gosh, I have pancreatic cancer you know, or something. <laughs> well, I rebuke really that in Jesus that. name. But like I, I try to go, I go. And then if you Google it, it gets even worse. You know, you don't, uh, you don't yes. do that. But the step you could take would be actually go to the doctor, like actually right. talk to somebody about it. Well, that's see, the thing you know? is that fear yeah. will, is a paralyzer, yeah. right? It, Cause, and it, it wants to just keep you captive where you are and the only way to deal with it is actually to uh, like confront it it doesn't go away just by ignoring it you have to actually take a step if it's the the goal of fear is to paralyze Mm -hmm. the remedy is to take a step of faith that's right yeah you guys just reminded me of the craziest story i i was ministering to a young man story time get your slippers on i was ministering to a young man and uh he was he had some mental issues right but he also had some demon issues mm-hmm. and uh, I got together with him and his parents and he believed that like people were attacking him and putting things, injecting things in him and, mm-hmm. you know, controlling mm-hmm. him. And I remember sitting there with him going, Hey, why don't, like David just said, I said, let's make an appointment and let's go to the doctor and let's have them actually check it out. Mm-hmm. If it's there, it's there. Okay. And then they're like, and by the way, I believe in, uh, you know, demonic oppression and yeah. things that can do. I believe right. in, you know, like witchcraft and all that stuff and what people do, they do wacky, weird stuff. I get all that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> let's, we could put this, you know, to rest. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to do that, it's just take that next step. Like I said, it's a really strange story, but it's true. If yeah. you're not willing to like to step and go, all right, let's go see. Mm-hmm. Because the fear is like I said of the unknown. Yeah. 
And fear magnifies itself, right? It's like it wants to obscure your vision. So you can't see anything else. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about like, you know, this is one of the questions I have, but I think that and one of the ways to deal with this and actually bring it into captivity, because that's what we have to do is, um, you know, the things that you listen to and the things that you Mm -hmm. watch, those will um, a lot of times just continue that magnifying of fear. And I think one of the reasons people are so um, driven by fear is that they are daily ingesting people speaking death over them, mm-hmm. like news media, all that, you know, social media, all that stuff. It is just pervade, like pervasively saturated with death. <laughs> it's so true. And you're just like absorbing it all well, the time. Makes and then like, I gotta overcome, I gotta live a fearless life. And then you're like, <laughs> you're just listening. People right. speak it over <laughs> you and speak it into you. Well, also the, like you look at some of the advertisements that are on TV <laughs> and you're just like, you know, they'll just describe, you know, well, if you have this symptom and, that, and you're like, and, you. and you're like, oh, I think I have that. Right, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, if true. you, if yeah. you ingest it, like you said, and let it speak to you, yeah. your mind goes there yeah. and the, you, enemy, uh, the enemy is just like, well, you yeah, bring your faith to it. you're bringing your faith yeah. to it. If you or, bought or, a home before 1980, you have mesothelioma. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> exactly that. And the poor people that actually have that, oh, no. I feel, yeah. you feel bad for them and, you, and God can heal them, but. Yeah, but the fear of that thing, yeah, and, right. and just and so, uh, but you're right. The ingestion of that, and it's constant now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. constant. It comes in, and people, you know, now people are locked to their phones. Yeah, they but just, here's the thing, you know, you can control that. I guess the part people forget, like you actually have control over what you're allowing to come yeah. into your ears and your eyes give most your, of the time. Give me your phone. I'm going to throw it across the room <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm just saying like, man, sit down and turn on the news. That's terrible. Like I, I don't, I don't do it. I no. get enough bad news just from people telling me what they watch on the news. I'm like, why are you watching why that? Why would you listen is that, to that? Is that building yeah. you up? Like you need yes. to yeah. know people today are exposed to so much uh, catastrophe and tragedy and death and evil. It's like, yeah, if you watch, no wonder people are having breakdowns all the time. Yeah, I mean, I deleted my news app. I don't look at, I don't watch news on TV. I'll go look up BBC world news once a week to figure out what's going on. And then I stop because then I know, and then I don't have to just have it be pumped into me 24 mm-hmm. seven. So I'm not burying my head in the sand. But I don't have to have like, oh, let me just look and see what else happened today. Oh, another school shooting. Oh, another this. Oh, like, that's going to happen. That's going to happen, right? Like, And then you start speaking it over your life. You so know. you two are not aware that the world ended this morning. I'm going to you know, <laughs> oh, This is how I feel. <laughs> I can't, if it's I'm important help enough you guys. to affect my life, someone will tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll be the first to know. I know there's bad things yeah. happening in the world. There's mm-hmm. bad things happening. I see it in Tuolumne right. County. I don't need to be aware <laughs> of everything that's happening in every place in the world. Yeah, yeah. And especially well, cuz some of so much of it is not even true. And it's if you just, could be but if you yes. could be anxious oh. enough about it, you could affect it. Right. Yeah. Oh wait, no. <laughs> you can't even add one know. second just, to your life. I just think that like man, what how you know, we're talking about uh, we've been talking a lot in our church lately about the early church and walking out revival. If they were just saturated and consumed with every negative thing that was happening in their world, like how would they be doing anything else? You know, I just, well, as soon as they stepped out the door, they got the Romans right out there going, yeah, hey, I, I mean, but they were, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. think that there's something about what you're, 
what you're taking in that is going to determine how you're going to act or if you will act or not. The ironic not. thing is they had way more to be afraid of than we do today. Exactly. They were about to be killed. So they had enough actual concerns to think about that they didn't think about meaningless stuff that didn't affect them. And ironically, when it's when you're actually dealing with your real problem with the help of God, right. there's not as much anxiety because the Lord's present, you're praying, so his peace is guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And you're not borrowing trouble that doesn't even belong to you. That's right. somebody else's trouble. Like. I think too, there was like there's like this mindset of like, yeah, I signed up to be a Christian. That's a death warrant. And in yeah. the meantime, I'm gonna get as much done as I can. If the Lord preserves my life, mm-hmm. praise God. And if it's my time to go, I get to go be with Jesus. That's like cool, I think there's man. a reality of I this Christian thing is not to make to preserve my life for as long as I can scratch it out. It's like I signed up to die from the beginning and however God wants to direct my life, he gets to decide if people are going to kill me. That's Mm. up to him. He can set me free. He can let me out of prison. He can make me disappear in a crowd. (laughs) Like he (laughs) can do all of those things or he brings me home to him. And I don't know. There's like a simplicity of that, of living that way. I think we've like totally lost Lost yeah. all of that. You make, how, a, yeah. you make a good death pastor. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's exactly how Jesus started his ministry. He knew from the moment he accepted his water baptism and his yeah. spirit anointing yeah. that he's like, I'm being baptized in right now. Like he, right. he knew what that was. He accepted yeah. death and rebirth. From the beginning. Yeah. You know, he's like, he never thought he was establishing his kingdom. That's why when people tried to take him by force and make him king, he would, he would disappear. Mm-hmm. He had a mission. He's like, I'm going to lay my life down. That's why the father loves me. I lay my life down. And I'm like, do I think about my ministry like that? Do I, do I see it as like I'm giving my life or I'm building a life? Right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Jesus had such a very uh, uh, common, easy, I think an easygoing uh, view of death when you think about it. Oh, yeah, she's uh, you know, anointing me for my death. <laughs> you, know, she, you know, he's like pouring oil. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's. For my death, yeah. That's Lazarus like, you know, is asleep. To, yeah, Lazarus, right. Lazarus is asleep. <laughs> I know, go to very, wake him. Very common places, like because he lived in. Well, I'll say it was God. So he lives in this eternity, but as a man, he brought himself to. That's that. the key. That's the deal. <laughs> it and is. There's an eternal perspective. So I say he was, according to the Bible, tempted in every way, mm-hmm. like us. Like we are tempted with that fear, mm-hmm. and yet was not overcome by it. Right. So he experienced it, understood it, right. and just and kept going. Yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing about that, what he what he did sweat blood over wasn't the physical death. It was the separation from his Absolutely. father. Absolutely. It was mm-hmm. the second death. Now that is something to fear. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "There's don't fear those that could kill the body and right. nothing more they can do. Fear him who after he killed has power mm-hmm. to throw body and soul in hell. In hell, yes. Gehenna, like... And he's like, he had to face the second death that right. no Christian will have to face. That's, if yeah. you're listening and you don't know Jesus, you Come should on. fear the second death and you should repent and give your life What's to the, the Lord. Second death? That hell, the second death is hell. It's being separated from the presence of God for all of eternity. Jesus was separated from his father on the cross so that you would never have to be separated. Mm-hmm. When you die, like Liz said, you just go more into the presence of God. Paul put it like this, for me to live as Christ to die is gain. Mm-hmm. I live for Christ, so when I die, I just gain more Christ. Right. Death adds to me; it doesn't take away from mm-hmm. me. So yeah. that's the first death, not the second. Pastor death. David, so what does someone have to do to get that same thing? That All you have to about? do is receive that Jesus took it in your place and say, "Yeah, Lord, I, I want 
to have your life. I don't want to have death. I believe you did it for me. So um, it says in the Bible that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And that's believing that Jesus died for you and he rose again to break death, break the power of death over your life. Then even if you're on your deathbed right now, you can receive that. You can receive that right now, just like the thief on the cross. He received just by looking at Jesus and saying, remember me when you come in your kingdom. Jesus said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. He didn't have to do a single thing to add to that. All he had to do was receive the substitute that Jesus provided on the cross. And he could go directly into eternity. Death Mm -hmm. just became a door for him. Mm-hmm. He's walked right into the presence of the, of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty good news. That's it is great. News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just want to, um, yeah. just speak to you, whoever's listening that, um, we understand there are there realities of, of death and, and suffering that no one right. likes to, to Absolutely. think about or to, um, face sometimes, but, there is, you can be free from the torment of that. You can be free from the mm-hmm. expectation of loss and the expectation of pain and the the daily torment of yeah. like what's going to happen and what's going to be taken away from me and who's, you know, how, how long am I going to be here? Am I going to, there's a torment, there's a driving because it's a fear becomes a master and he's a cruel, yeah, cruel master. So we're here to speak hope to you today that because right. of, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, because he bore in his body all of those things, um, and he took upon himself every torment, he took upon himself every curse, everything that was meant for you, he already took for you. So there is freedom from this. There is a way of living where no matter actually what comes, you understand that your hand, your life is in the hand of the Lord. Yes. And there's a peace that comes from that. And there's a security that comes from that. And that's why even in hard things, you can walk with joy because you understand that you're not walking alone and that there is something so much greater ahead for you. So we just want to um, encourage you today that if this yeah, is something that is plaguing you, um, we just uh, just go to the Lord with it, and He is good to deliver um, and to set free. If you need to speak to someone, uh, you can reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk with you because right. we want to see people live free from the mm-hmm. torment of death. Because right. this is not something that is, it may be natural for the world, but it is not natural for those who are sons and daughters of God. Amen. So this is what he paid for for us, and we don't want to live below the level of what he purchased for us. So That's speak hope sure. to you today, peace to you today. Um, reach out if you need anything from us, but um, be encouraged yes. that God is a God of life. And that, yeah. like David said, death is just a doorway into more life. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.